This is Alicia, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. What's up and welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here and today I interviewed a current college student, Ruby, and we talk about so many amazing things. We talk about how she took a productive gap year and what really what she learned from that experience. We talk about building and finding community of people who you really connect with and actually resonate with um, in such a real and genuine way. And we also talk about really connecting spiritually in college and what that even means um, for her and then potentially for you as well. So you're going to love this episode. Let's go ahead and dive right in. What's up and welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here. And today I have with me a student, Ruby. She is going to share her story today and I'm really excited to have her on. So let's go ahead and dive into you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and maybe how you chose to get to college. Okay, so um, my name is Ruby Grant, and I am from the suburbs of Chicago. How I chose to get to college for me, it never really felt like a choice, kind of just something that I was supposed to do. That being good or bad, I'm happy with where I am now being in college. But um, yeah, it was kind of just the track my whole life. You know, I went to private schools growing up, and then it was just there came a time when I was starting to apply to college, but I actually took a gap year after my senior year. Um, So that was a little off the path. And then now I am a freshman at Washington University in St. Louis. Wow. And it's so wild because I, you know, met a friend at a, at a summit and she kind of recommended you because she was like, oh my gosh, Ruby's doing so, so many cool things. I didn't know that you're a freshman. Like that is so awesome. So I'm really yeah. excited to kind of hear your journey. Um, tell us a little bit about the gap year and how you decided to do a gap year. And then maybe what you did during that time that you felt was really helpful for you. I was on a religious gap year program. So um, when I mentioned private schools, I've always gone to private religious schools. Um, I'm an Orthodox Jew. And so I was living in Jerusalem and I was studying religious texts and, you know, meeting a lot of people, learning from a lot of great people. It was really, it was a culture shock. It was awesome. It was just a very inspiring year. Um, And I decided to to do that. It's like a thing you interview for my high school and it's like a trick question. How many years is this program? And you have to say five because it's like you're taking a gap year afterwards is like encouraged. It's like a continuation of high school, but that's not really how I saw it. I saw it as kind of isolated experience and it was just a very, you know, it was maturing in a way. And I feel like once I came to college, I I didn't realize that all the people around me, like They were just coming for the first time, being away from their parents. And for me, that was kind of something that I experienced beforehand in a much more drastic way. Like I went to live in the Middle East and didn't see my parents for months. And it was it was really amazing, but also very scary. 
Yeah. So you kind of mentioned it being scary. And I feel like a lot of times uh, when I work with students and like, they don't do things because it's scary, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, have you, so how did you decide to still do it, even though it was scary? Right. I actually remember I was going to um, San Francisco with my dad right before I was supposed to leave for Israel. And I was sitting next to him on the plane and I was like, next time I'm on a plane, like I'm going to be on my own. Like, this is going to be crazy. You know, I won't have anyone's hand to hold when I'm taking off. And that was a very emotional feeling. And I think there's always kind of this balance within me that I have to find of, you know, trusting my gut and pushing myself to do something hard, even if I know that um, it's scary and might be difficult at the beginning. Um, And then like knowing when something's not right for me. And when it came to the gap year, it was like, this is scary. And this might start off very hard. But I think in the long run, it will be worth it. And both of my siblings also had chosen to take a gap year. And I saw the positive effects that it had on them, um, the way it helped prepare them for the world. And I just thought that was something that would be really good for me. Mm. I love that. And one of the things that stood out to me that you said was that you knew, you know, what's not right for you and you know, what's right for you. And, you know, some some things are not always that clear, you know, but there are some things that you just kind of know, and it can be really uncomfortable to say like, oh my God, I have to do this, even though I'm scared as hell. Like I don't want to do this, (laughs) but like, uh, but there, you, there's something drawing you to it. And I think I can resonate with that. Like for me, it was going to college, like away from my hometown. And because I'm from a really small town. So that was one of the scariest things that I've ever done. And it's just going to college, right? But like, it was super scary for me. I did it, but it was the best thing. One of the best choices I think I've ever made in my life. Um, But it was so hard at that time. And then anytime that I've had that moment again, where I'm so scared, but so I just know it's right. It always works out. It always works out, you know? And so the fact that you've already experienced that really uh, remember that feeling. And whenever you have that, you know, again, it's like, ah, I've got to do this (laughs) in small and and big ways. So that's so cool. Already are recognizing that. And, And, you know, any of you who are listening right now, if you haven't had those moments yet, that's totally okay. But pay attention to those, those moments, whenever you do feel really scared, but you know, it's going to help you in the long run. It's going to, it's, it's right for you You, you, knowing, like just knowing in your heart and like really listening to that and pay attention to that. I think a lot of times we just kind of pay attention to our head of like, it makes sense. Like going to college made sense. Right. But maybe it's not in the same way as everybody else, you know? Sure. Yeah. I remember I was standing on the roof of my apartment in Jerusalem. I was looking out on this expansive view of the city and it was gorgeous. Meanwhile, I was on the phone sobbing to my mom and I was like, how am I going to do this? It was probably the second day. I was like, how am I going to do this? I'm not cut out for this. This isn't right. I was like the dichotomy of what is happening here. Like I'm just amidst so much beauty and I'm miserable. I just, I felt like it was wrong and I felt like I needed to fix it. And obviously I couldn't just flip a switch, but like ultimately it was incredible when I was able to stand out on that roof and just, you know, appreciate where I was and feel like I belonged there. And that was a really, a powerful transition to make. Yeah. 
it's all the more powerful when you come from like the distress and the discomfort. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and even that experience, oh my gosh, you're such a great storyteller, by the way. Um, so like that experience of like looking out, right. And seeing something beautiful, but internally you are a wreck, you know, and that dichotomy, I think that happens so much in college, um, where you feel one way, but you feel like you're supposed to feel or experience the world in a different way, you know, and that, that happens all the time, I think in college. So that's so interesting. Yeah. So when you came back, I'm sure it was also a culture shock. Um, and, um, I just, now that you've had some time away from that experience, what do you feel like you learned about yourself during that gap year? Yeah. Um, so something that I learned about myself definitely, and I don't think this is exclusive to myself actually, is that I can do hard things and I'm still learning it. You know, I, I relearn it kind of with every task that I take on. And often I feel like discouraged in that area. Like maybe I can't, but I think I just, I have this such clear proof, you know, a year of my life where I proved to myself that I can do something hard. And I also just learned, you know, coming from a religious background, it's very difficult being a teenager in America because there are a lot of influences that kind of don't coincide with religiosity. And, um, you know, having this isolated experience for me was just very, it kind of built up my self-esteem surrounding my religion Mm. and just my confidence that it's right for me. And I believe in it. And, you know, maybe I had 18 years of my life where I, you know, kind of passively believed in it, but I finally, you know, actively believed in it. And that's just really powerful. Like no matter what it is, I think that, you know, having a point where you realize like, yeah, this is actually me. It's a part of me that I want to be a part of me. That was really important for me. Oh my gosh. You keep saying so many cool things. Okay. (laughs) So yes, I love that you you kind of were kind of, you know, like somewhat religious kind of growing up and, and, but then you, now you're choosing it for yourself and that's in a completely different religious, spiritual experience period. Um, when you're choosing it for yourself. And I think that's such a powerful thing. And the fact that you were, you're able to like explore that for yourself. And then again, it's that knowing of like, this is right for me, or maybe it's not right. But like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's exploring it for yourself and like facing that and saying, yeah, okay. Like confirming what you either already know or challenging what you think, you know, you know, like in whatever that is. So I think that's so beautiful that you are able to experience that. So congrats to that. Thank Um, you. We'll talk about this. I want to talk about like your community, like, like your religious community, like in college, um, in a second, but before we do that too, I loved also that you said like, you could do hard things and that's actually one of my mantras. I've actually talked about it with students before of like, I can do hard things. Like you can do hard things. And if you're listening to this, you can do hard things, but a lot of us, it's hard to, it's hard to get, to, to put something and go all in. And you had to go all in, in that experience. It's not like you could stay half foot on the plane and like peek out the window. Like you were, you were in, you were immersed and you were committed. You had to be right. Cause it's like this program and you're just there <laughs> and yeah. even getting home would have been taken hour, you know, hours or days. So anyway, I just, uh, and that you're the fact that you're relearning it, you know, over and over again, it's like, you know, this to be true and you have evidence of that. And mm-hmm. 
you're learning it in deeper and deeper ways. And it's sometimes you need to be reminded of that. And so that's such a beautiful concept. And I can just tell already, like how much that you have learned, like as a human over your time here and on earth, it's like amazing. So yeah, that's awesome. So beautiful. So now transitioning to college, what was it like to start college for you? It was hard. I mean, a lot of combined circumstances made it hard. Um, you know, I'm still new. I'm one semester in. So I have a very fresh perspective on the beginning of college. Yeah. And that's in a COVID world, which changed everything for me. But even aside from that, I think I came in from this very isolated experience, isolated community my entire life. And I've never been in a big, diverse population of like kids my age. And that's part of why I wanted to, you know, go somewhere else, go somewhere on my own, go somewhere my siblings hadn't gone. And I just wanted to experience something for myself. And I'm meeting all these people and it's awesome. And I'm definitely not meeting as many people as I could, I think, because of the circumstances of the world right now, which feels hard because, you know, I know there are so many people I could connect to and you know, so many opportunities like clubs and events and all of these things that, you know, I definitely wish I could experience now, but it's definitely been both challenging and hopeful. I think, you know, I just, I'm seeing the ways that it's going to get better um, while kind of being stuck in the now of like, it's hard right now. And there are definitely great things, you know, I've never had the opportunity to choose my classes and just kind of take whatever I want, try new things. And that's really, really awesome for me because I've always just like loved learning and like for the sake of learning. And so it's great to be in an environment where that's encouraged and everyone's very motivated, which I think is, is kind of another awesome thing. Yeah. And are you logistically, are you at home? Are you at the college, like living in in the residence hall? And then are you like online mostly? Are you in person? Are you some kind of mix? Because everybody's experiencing this different, uh, you know, across the country and the world. Right. So um, luckily, very grateful for this. I was able to go to campus, which I think changed my experience. I think if I had been home, it would have been very hard for me to kind of make my space of like where I do school at home. I think that sounds very difficult, but I was at school and I was living in one of the residence halls and WashU was actually very rare. They had some in-person classes. So I had two in-person classes and, you know, you're distanced from everyone. You're not really doing any group projects. You know, when they tell you to work together, it's really awkward because it's like, okay, but how close can I get to them? Like, I don't know how to work together. And then everybody's um, yelling in the room. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's mayhem. <laughs> but um, it definitely, it was nice to be able to, to have some class friends, you know? because I think that's how a lot of people meet people. So that I have like three class friends at this point. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, like you have to also be really patient with yourself because it is a different experience than what you would have typically gotten, you know, in COVID. And, you know, I feel like y'all kind of gotten a little bit of, uh, uh, what, what would it be called? Like you've gotten like you know, 60% of the experience maybe. (laughs) Um, and what I would say is like, try to really dial in on your academics get a really good hold of that. Find really good habits that, (laughs) that you're doing really well. Like, Oh, I'm, you know, going to class and I'm 
doing homework, you know, at a certain time or doing things on time, like just getting into some really good, strong routines and habits, taking care of your mental health and your physical health, like routines and habits are crucial right now in COVID because the motivation is all over the place. You know, sometimes we feel great. Sometimes we don't feel great. Um, and do that. So that way, whenever we can go either back to normal or somewhat back to normal, that you have that flexibility because you have strong habits and a schedule and like a routine. Now it's like, cool, go make all the friends. And I hope that it's because we've been forced to like, kind of be somewhat isolated. You know, I, I love meeting new people all the time. And this is how I'm meeting new people is podcasting. (laughs) And it's like, that's not the same though. It's, it is in person right? Like if we were having this in person, it's just a completely different experience. And, and so I think we're all going to be like, I want to make all the friends. And, and I think sometimes it's hard to make friends. So I think we're going to just be like, I don't even care if it's hard. I'm just, I need, I want a friend, you know, or anyway, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I noticed like in my zoom classes, I've always in class, at least, you know, I'm shy sometimes, but in class, I'm generally outspoken. And it's just not the same. I am nervous to press unmute. It's very like, it does not cultivate like communication when you're in a big group of people, which is definitely yeah. hard for feeling like I can contribute to um, my, my like learning in, in that mm. way. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I actually was talking to another student uh, last night and it's like, y'all want that as students. And I'm actually teaching a class, but oh my gosh, it's like pulling teeth to get y'all to participate. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's both, right. It's like, how does, how does the professor cultivate that space that it does feel a little bit more comfortable and, and that kind of thing. So I'm trying to think through like, how do I set that up for my class to make it less mm. scary or uncomfortable? Um, and then hopefully it, it like bleeds into other classes, but it's just so hard right. to, to do that. Very hard to navigate. Yeah. yeah so I appreciate you, you sharing that. Um, <laughs> Awesome. So tell us a little bit about what, uh, what's your major, you know, what are you maybe hoping to do after college as far as what you know right now? <laughs> right. Um, okay. So officially on my transcript, I'm undecided and I came in not knowing at all what I wanted to do. And I think that for me, I'm a very, you know, planful and, mm. Uh, I anticipate the future a lot. So that was very uncomfortable. And I was kind of, I had one foot in all places. So like I had psych and I, you know, maybe pre-med and maybe whatever. And it's actually funny how I stumbled upon what I think I'm going to major in. So my dad's a software engineer and my brother is now also a software engineer. And I had a not a great um, experience with computer science in high school. I just, you know, I didn't feel good at it. It was really challenging. And, and then that kind of turns into some like self-deprecation because it's like, okay, but it runs in my family. Like, why am I not good at it? So the night before my first day of classes, I signed up for a computer science class. I was like, I'm going to try it again. And um, the night before my first day of classes, I was like freaking out. I was like, why did I sign up for this? I'm not good at it. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, And I almost like dropped it right then and there, like before I started it, I was so nervous. And then throughout the semester, you know, I had a very organized and great professor. I had friends to work on it with. 
throughout the semester, I would find myself for hours sitting at my desk, working on the assignment and just zoning out. Like you get in this zone. And Mm -hmm. um, so my tentative major is computer science. Wow. Because I just realized that, you know, I had been very intimidated by it before. And I, I finally realized that like, it's challenging, but it's so engaging. And like, I think that's the best type of thing for me to do with my life is something that's um, like hard. You know, it's not just, it's not something maybe super intuitive for me, but it's something I enjoy. And it's, it's something that I can, you know, just go all in every day. Um, And then I'm also very interested in psych and possibly design. And so one of the fields that kind of intersects those two or those three actually is like um front end development and like user experience types of things so like understanding how people interact with their computers and you know how you can design the the interface for it to be you know most accessible and most attractive and um that is sounds like a good mix of like all yeah. things that I'm interested in. Um, it's still tentative and I want to explore more and make sure that it's something that I really am, you know, into. Uh, but that's it for now. Yeah. Have you explored different ways to get connected to things that are related to that at, at your college? Um, so it's definitely been hard to do that. I'm trying to, you know, take classes in those areas and I actually, one of my friends over this winter break, he is a whiz and he approached me with this idea for a project for a web application. And he was like, you want to work on this with me? And I was like, uh, sure, but I don't really know how. And he was like, it's fine. Like you'll totally pick it up. So he, he asked me to like, you know, work on this specific area, which was like kind of the user experience area. So, you know, I just get on Code Academy and I'm like teaching myself these new languages. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But, you know, then I ended up like writing the code for this like web application that's still in like production, but it's pretty cool. And like, I would say that was very, um, that kind of boosted my confidence a little bit to, uh, you know, be able to teach myself that skill and then to like actually apply it because it, it all kind of seems intangible before you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being able to apply what you've already learned, but then also building new skills just for fun to do this thing. That's just kind of on the side outside of classes. It's so, it's so rewarding to, to see the final product too, or like, you know, yeah. somewhat final. Yeah. <laughs> final. Yeah. yeah cool. And, um, so interesting. I, I just um, heard about this, this grant that one of uh, the university that I work with, they have uh, a grant that it's like several million dollars to study artificial intelligence and student learning. It's like a multi-university grant and, you know, several people are working on it. But one of the things that um, I learned was like, there's this entire field called human factors and it's studying human factors and technology and how they, you know, connect. And that, what is that relationship going to look like between humans and artificial intelligence? Um, And, you know, what is human intelligence and what is artificial intelligence and, and how can that promote student learning? Anyway, I think there's so many opportunities for that. And that's like the few, that's where a lot of the field's going, I think in psychology and in, um, 
in technology. So I think that that would be really fascinating to continue to explore. And I, I think one of the things that I'll encourage you to do is get connected to do to people who are doing research in that area. Yeah. Um, have you explored or do you know anything about research? Have you had any experience with research like so far? Um, so far, I have not. I'm definitely interested in it, um, but it's, yeah, no, it has not presented itself to me and I haven't really looked for it yet. Yeah. And I mean, you still have so much time, so just keep this in the back of your mind, (laughs) but, um, you know, as you take classes in psychology, as you take classes in computer science, really explore, and you can also double major and that might be a really good, you know, combination and you don't have to choose if you, if you can, if you have professors that you really enjoy asking them, you know, what are you doing research on? What are you working on? What projects are you working on right now? Because a lot of them are able to pay student employees to help them with their projects and their research. And it's just like learning computer science. Like it's, you're going to not know what to do at first and it's going to be uncomfortable. And you're going to be like, wait, what is this thing called again? Or (laughs) what are we doing? (laughs) What is this technology thing? It, it takes time to learn those things. And if you want to learn them, and if you, especially if you want to have a large impact on that field and in that space, like mm-hmm. research is going to be important for you to at least understand to read, not, but getting that research, research experience is really helpful. So just something to, to think about. Um, and yeah, this is a complete aside, but do you like to read for fun at all? Or do you have time? I do. For that? Okay. Have you ever, yes. <laughs> this is kind of ridiculous, but have you ever read I Ro- robot? I robot. I no. Oh, it's like a pretty easy read. Like it's pretty like interesting, but um, it's kind of taking the evolution of a robot, but it's like, you know, in 20, some 2058 or something. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of looking at the, the evolution of the robot since kind of like now, uh, wow, uh, uh, 50, you know, 50 years, but there's a robo psychologist <laughs> and they study the interaction and like what the psychology of a robot is. And like, wow. so interesting to think about that That's might awesome. be coming up. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I thought it was like kind of fascinating. So if you want to read that, go check it out. I just, like I'm in, in it right now. So <laughs> pretty interesting. Um, so what other experiences have you had in college that I know it's been a short time um, that you have really enjoyed that you've maybe not, not enjoyed so much. And that has been a challenge for you. Yeah. So I have been very lucky to find um, a community. I think that coming in, it was very convenient for me to like be Jewish because there, you know, is this giant Jewish community that was incredibly welcoming and Mm -hmm. just very warm. These upperclassmen who like, you know, understood what odd times we were in as freshmen and how awkward it might be. And they just kind of, you know, opened their backyards for us I guess not their homes but their backyard (laughs) Um, I love that yeah so um you know just invited us to hang out with them and you know always you know being welcoming and I'm involved with the Chabad on campus and you know the people who who run it are just incredible people and so um I go there every weekend it's routine for me and you know I have great people there and um, I'm very, I feel very, very grateful to be a part of that community. And I think it's really shaped my experience so far. So yeah, that's definitely one area that has been great. Um, I'm trying to think. 
So I have this writing class. It's a 12 person writing class. It was one of my two in-person classes and it's, it's focused on exploring identity. And we would come in uh, twice a week and we would just discuss readings and talk. And it was a very small class and a great professor. And that was like coming in, that was an incredible experience because, you know, in high school, it kind of felt like there were the kids who, who cared about school. And then like, there were some kids who didn't, or like, were kind of exploring other areas. And it was kind of always hard to balance, like, you know, where do I fit in there? And, um, you know, how do I interact with, with my classes and my teachers and whatever. And it just felt like in this class specifically, everyone was kind of just there for a meaningful conversation. It didn't really matter. Like, it didn't matter like what you were passionate about individually. It was just like, let's talk about our identities. And, you know, for me, I'm the type of person that loves that type of stuff. And so that was awesome. And I met like some great friends through that class. Um, and that was definitely a unique experience for me for this semester. Yeah. I love that. Cause it's, it's also like a personal thing, right? You're exploring yeah. your own identities, but then you're exploring other people's and how they interact with the world and how you interact with the, you know, different types of people. And I think, oh, meaningful conversations. Has that been really hard to find? Or do you feel like you have found that through your community that you've been connected to? I have found that through my community, but it's of a different uh, type because, you know, a lot of us in my community come from similar backgrounds. Mm, and gotcha. I think the, the amazing thing about my writing class was that we were different people, uh, different, uh, you know, races, ethnicities, religions, genders, all of that. And we were talking about the different parts of our identity and intersectionality and all of these interesting things with coming to college and, you know, our belonging. And uh, that was awesome just to hear from different people. So I think, you know, that's something that has been hard, you know, kind of hearing from different people. And I love to hear people's stories and I would love to hear more people's stories, you know, when I have the chance. And that's probably something that I, I haven't gotten as much of what I would like. Yeah. And, and paying attention to, to like, it sounds like that through line is that meaningful conversations where, where you're exploring, but you're hearing other people too. And like, you're, you're like engaged, you're really engaged in that, in that space. And uh, like, I crave meaningful conversations so much too. It's why I love this podcast. It's also why like, um, I've been able to create that in my work, you know, so whether you create it in your work or in other spaces of your life, like that's going to be really you know, important for you. And I can remember, I always craved those whenever I was in college and I had them with some of my friends for sure. Um, but some of my friends were just like, yeah, superficial. And, and, you know, that just happens, right? Like it, I think that that's, you, you kind of have both, but, um, when I left college and I started like becoming more confident in myself and really thinking through like what friendships, what are the type of people that I really want in my life and what do I really like, you know, what do I crave? And sometimes I'm like, I'll, I'll meet somebody new. And I'm just like who I am at this point. I'm like, I don't care. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to be real with you. So if you tell me, if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to answer it like fully. And I'm probably going to give you more than what you were hoping for. And, <laughs> but then some of those people are like very short conversation and they move on with their life and I never see them again. But some of them, all of a sudden, they're just like, they turn to me and then they're like, they, they like start, you know, they're vulnerable. 
somebody told me this once, but they were like, Alicia, when you are vulnerable, it like gives other people space to be vulnerable too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, so I love that because when you're a little bit vulnerable, you know, I don't have to tell everything, but (laughs) when you're like just a little bit vulnerable and you share a little bit about who you are, a struggle, even a success or something like whenever you're a little bit vulnerable, it gives other people the chance to be vulnerable too. And I think we're all craving that and and that deep connection, but it's really hard to find in college. So I think it's amazing that you've already experienced that even amidst COVID. So, and I wonder if it's just also because of who you are, like you're showing up as that. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I (laughs) could be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what other things are you hoping to get involved with maybe next year, next semester, or even in like future semesters? uh, Like if COVID wasn't a thing, I don't know. Is there anything that you're just like, oh, I want to try this, this new thing? Yeah. So there are actually a couple of student run magazines and I'm very, I love writing. That's like one of my big things. That storyteller coming out. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I also love like I wouldn't say like I'm a photographer, but I really enjoy taking photos. So, and then I just love being creative. So I think uh, like student magazine would be a great outlet for me, a great place to help and express myself. Um, Also something I'm a little intimidated by, but I would love to try out is they have, so like the art school at WashU is like pretty amazing. And Um, I've never considered myself, like, I've never been a great, like, drawer, if that's the word, um, (laughs) or, like, painter or, like, anything like that, but I do love, like, creative expression and, Mm -hmm. you know, I do love, like, design, and for some reason, I separate those two, Mm -hmm. so I want to take some art classes, and I kind of just want to try it, and there are these, like, two-hour-long studios, and it's, like, you have to present your work, and that sounds really frightening, but, um, and my sister's an amazing artist. So that's another thing that's like, yeah, it's like, it's a lot, but um, uh, I want to try that. And I think that that's um, something that could also build my confidence in a way, even though it, it's scary. Yeah. I'm also, I'm a big runner and something that's been running is awesome, especially during COVID because it's something that like, I've always loved doing it alone. And it's like running with other people. I don't know. I just, it's a very solitary time for me where I can think and I can listen to music and I can just feel whatever grounded a little bit. And so something that's been awesome for me this first semester has been like being able to explore the surrounding like community on foot and like by myself. And so cool. it's kind of, uh, that's been awesome because it's like, you know, people ask me like, what are you doing in St. Louis? And I'm like, not much um, because, you know, you don't want to, you don't really want to like go out. You don't want to, um, you know, put yourself at risk or others at risk. And, but like running is perfectly, perfectly safe. So, you know, I might try running with others in the future or, you know, exploring maybe like a running club or um, finding local like running groups. That's something that's been recommended to me. So I would love to try that too. Oh, so good. And I think, oh my gosh, you were, really just taking ownership of your college experience. And that's really what this podcast is about too. It's it, like, I say this a lot, but make college yours and you're making college yours. Like it's your experience and you're trying to design it to build your confidence, right? Like taking a random art class, just because you want to explore that area of your yourself and your, 
and, and it's kind of twofold. It's like, oh, I, it'll help me build my confidence if I have to get in front of people and show my art. Like, oh, that sounds so awful. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's also like, like you said, it's like this challenge, but maybe you feel drawn to it for some reason, you know, and how could you also mold? I, I mean, I really see how can you bring your creativity in and maybe it's not going to be like a painting, right? But maybe how can you bring your creativity to computer science? How can you bring your creativity to psychology? And how right. can you, you know, con- connect all of those? Because I think because of the way the major system is set up, it feels that you're doing computer science and it's just that. But mm-hmm. but it's that's not how the real world works. And it's, but it's so hard to, to see that, I think. But you can, you can do that. You can mold different things together and bring different areas. Even if you don't get hired, like you get hired as a computer scientist, you're still bringing that psychology in with you. And you're still bringing that art with you and that creativity. And it's like, you're going to have really cool ideas that other people aren't because of your experiences and who you are. And, and so that's going to be so valuable to a team. So I want you to see that those things can and, and should be connected, honestly, but sometimes they're not. So Yeah. And I think something that was kind of challenging for me when thinking about majors and thinking about a possible career, like I'm so young, but, um, you know, there are things I love. And like one of the things I mentioned, like I love to write and I love, you know, I love personal writing. So I love like Mm -hmm. memoirs and, and prose and kind of like creative nonfiction type of things. And that's something that I could just do for hours, but it doesn't feel so hopeful in terms of like making it a career. And, you know, I could be an author, I could be something like that, but it doesn't feel so dependable. And I, I'm kind of like, when you're talking about the safe route, the, you know, secure, you know, I kind of need some security in my, in my path. Um, But, you know, I was talking to my dad about it and he, he's very wise and he helps people find jobs all the time. And he was just telling me, he's like, listen, a computer scientist who knows how to write and communicate effectively is so sought after and so valuable in this world and using your skills and realizing that they're like they're multi-purposed you know anything you love can be morphed into something that's useful for your life and so uh that was definitely something that was helpful for me and thinking about how can I like do the things I love while feeling like you know I have some sort of direction Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to also challenge you to find other ways to also explore that creativity in that writing process. So Mm -hmm. you can get better at it. And even if you don't major in it or you never do anything with it, right. Like if it fulfills you, that's, that's important to pay attention to. And maybe it's not 40 hours a week, but maybe it's two hours a week or one hour every, every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. You gotta, you have to figure that out for yourself and you know, other things in your life that are happening, but you know, you can always write a book in 10 years. You can choose to write a book. And if it goes off, then you're like, Oh, I have the choice. I can do this and do that or do both. Or, Hey, I can negotiate with my work. I'm going to work 20 hours a week here or just do like this one project. And that's all I'm going to work on Mm -hmm. and also write my book or write another book or, you know, like you can, you can play with that and you can always change your mind and explore that thing later on down the road. Um, I don't think that's emphasized enough that like you are, you know, it feels like you're deciding your entire life, you know, you're, you're declaring a major and there it goes. Everything for the rest of your life is set in stone. 
And I think, you know, maybe you see some adults who just kind of completely shift, but it's hard to feel really, you know, what people are doing that, um, you know, maybe isn't what they expected they were going to do. Because everyone's life, it seems to take a natural course, um, but you don't really realize like where they started. And I think for someone who's starting, it's very intimidating because you feel like you can't change your mind. Mm -hmm. um, you can't kind of adjust and adapt. Um, and that's something you kind of need to remember. And, you know, it feels like you're, you're deciding something so big uh, that just to remember that like deci decisions evolve, you know? Oh, maybe that's the title of this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's so wise. Like, oh, seriously, because yeah, I mean, I'm I, like, I'm kind of playing around with two book ideas right now. And I have one that's kind of related to my research. So I just finished my PhD in May and I wow. want to use that research to translate it into practice uh, because I, I think that that's often missing. And then I really want to write like a self-help book for students. Like that's, and I have this idea in mind of, you know, how do you get outside of your comfort zone when you are, you know, sitting in a meeting with eight other students who are, you know, very different than you and like, oh, it's so awkward or, <laughs> and you feel like yes. you don't, you don't really want to share or like, are you going to share too much or too little? And then you're going to be embarrassed for the rest of your life because these eight people, you know, it's just, it's a deep dark hole. Yeah. And then the anxiety about the future and how wanting to have it all figured out anyway. So I have like yeah. these, these like things, you know, these ideas, and I've been kind of writing, like you said, to like for fun every now and then I'm just like, I'm feeling it. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. and, and I'll like touch it. And then, and that's okay for me right now. Yeah. yeah. And eventually I'm going to prioritize it and just, you know, spend six months and that's going to be my main thing. But for now it's just for fun. And, and it's, you know, it's just getting my like creativity out for now. So yeah, I, I'm just saying that to say like, you know, I'm an academic coach. So I work one-on-one -on -one with students every day. I work at a university and I'm also doing these things on the side and I have a podcast, right? Like right. those are how I'm channeling some of my creative energies and I can bring that to my work in some aspects too. But those are just kind of like fun things for me that I'm doing kind of for myself and for students in, in a bigger way awesome. is what my hope is. So yeah. And so I'm sharing that to say like, get creative, you know, in how you bring your stuff to your full-time job. So just start somewhere, right? Like start with computer science, maybe bring in some psychology. You can always mold them later if you want, or that psychology background is also going to help you just understand humans in the world. So, right. It's That's why I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we it's all need personal. That. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then computer science is like a very hard skill and it's very hard to just learn that. Like, yeah. Well, people do it by themselves, but you have to want to do it. You have to want to learn it, I guess. Right. Definitely. Um, so anyway, I think it's, uh, that's beautiful. Okay. Uh, what's a good question to end this on? Hmm. <laughs> I guess, is there any piece of advice that you would tell an incoming freshman coming to the university, coming to a college community college? What would you tell them uh, based on your limited college experience so far that you've already just really embraced? Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's a tough one. I think that I would say something that I have noticed is very uh, common among incoming college students and maybe like senior college students also is this imposter syndrome of feeling like you are not 
in the right place. You know, you're surrounded by people who know what they're doing and, you know, you're kind of just like swimming and you're drowning and you're just, you're confused and you're lost and all this stuff. I think something to remember is that every single person experiences that first of all, and also that, you know, wherever you are is where you're meant to be. And, you know, if you have gotten into a college or you're applying to college, whatever it is, whatever is happening, like you were chosen there, you ended up there for a reason and something in you made that happen. And I think that like, just kind of understanding that you, you reach the point that you're meant to reach and that, you know, you always have the like potential to, to change and adapt and just learn more about yourself no matter where you go. Yeah. Yeah. And this has like been a through line in our interview is you were just such a learner and you're like, I'm going to learn from this. You know, I'm going to figure this out and ah, so beautiful. So thank you for constantly just, oh, I'm relearning this, you know, like just constantly talking about this learning and growth process. Like you can grow, you can learn, you can change. Um, and it's so beautiful. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Ruby. Um, if people want to connect with you, um, and you're willing to share, uh, where can people find you? Um, yeah. So my Instagram is, uh, ruby.grant. And I would say that's probably the best place to find me right now. Perfect. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to the college life podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this interview. If you did, please make sure that you share it with a friend and I will catch you in the next episode. Have an excellent week.